0: i yeah.
1: minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday Rosh Chodesh morning. This is your Jewish moments in the morning radio program. (laughs)
2: Se kaini, kaini, be coshu weil kaini I am a a man whos a man whos a man a nine nine we I'm look up after it I oh, hit nine nine behind the shape is so while, okay, while We case while the shape is to line I oh, hit nine nine we i again singing look after it I oh, hit nine nine we I again look after it oh I hit nine, nine the shape is to while the case is to Behind the shade is while I and i we I don't miss I do we I don't miss you here I All am Wakais, oh Rachim. All am Wakais Rachimim, all have a Bible. Oh, we hear you, Zurich, a heilieus, who oh Rachimim. is doch has hille, Fana chaber ade fi, Agaam t'o yu shi, Bi hii t'ur ichle oi svoi du boar, In ene t'chille. Ames baile bi ad cha bairoi, A heise t'hille, In harz a tre t'i Is doch has hille, Fana chaber ade fi, Agaam t'o yu shi, Bi hii t'ur ichle oi svoi du In ene t'chille. Olam v'akaish, vacaish, oh hi'r rachanim. rachim a vacaish, rachanim, aw chafairi. Ahai fe le ne, 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 t'hi oh I am a man whos <laughs> a a man a a a a can't we zu to the clues of the world, we never kill. I'm a star, a way to heise the will. Bin hearts at is not as will, but a grave are the A can we hear to the clues of In world, we I'm a wuret with good a a no, 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 ben ben menschen. no, no, no,
3: Hallelujah Kigova I am a
0: pastor que yo mano hizo vel
4: He's <Sings> still
5: Okay, Sally, let's go over the plans. You're going to the bank and you'll tell them stick them up. Should I take out the
6: guns first?
5: Should I take out the guns first? (laughs) Dummy! Sightly you take out the guns first! No, not here in the street. When you get to the bank, you take out the guns. And you say, stick them up. Stick them up. Now, I got it. I got it. when you got all of them stuck up, <laughs> you'll take out the shopping bag from Corvettes. <laughs> you'll give it to the teller and tell him to fill it up, please. You'll take the bag of money, you'll tell everybody that's stuck up that they shouldn't move for five minutes because you've got the place surrounded by me. <laughs> You back out of the door, I'll be waiting for you in the car. That's it. And believe me, you got the easy job, and I got the dangerous job.
6: You got the dangerous job? I'm going in there alone with two guns against six guards and all those people, and I'm going to tell them to stick them up and fill it up and back out of the bank while you're sitting in the car, and you got the dangerous job?
5: Certainly I got the dangerous job. I can drive. (laughs) drive.
1: J.M. in the A.M. I interviewed Lou Jacoby, uh, the incredible. I mean, he was the linchpin of all those. Uh, him and Betty Walker were the linchpin of those great comedy segments. I interviewed him once, and I wish, I wish, I wish I had a recording of it. There may be a recording of it somewhere, but um, I remember playing these for him as he was sitting in the studio, and he had done them, like, you know, 25, 30 years earlier, and he's <laughs> he's trying to guess the punchline, trying to remember the script pretty amazing surely before that brand new with his start uh, you heard hodula shem words from Halel, which we say today with uh, yehuda green before that yehuda before that shim kramer brand new uh avram shmuel weeder with the osim ritzoin Bahraini medley and the regesh of course and <clears throat> modani opening things up and we say good morning welcome to a wednesday on this february the 22nd day one in the month of adar today is day two of rosh chodesh adar All the traditional editions for Rosh Chodesh, including Yalavi Yavo, Half Hallel, Special Torah Reading, Mosav Baruchin and whatever your custom calls for. Welcome to a Rosh Chodesh morning, and thanks for uh, spending it with us here at JM in the AM. Welcome to those of you tuned in around the world, and I know there are many of you who are tuned in around the world as we speak, and... um, A lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot, there are are a number of people who are off this week uh, because it's President's Day week, a lot of spring break weeks, a lot of teachers are off, especially in the New York area. So if you're on vacation, you've taken us along uh, in your phone and you're listening to us as we speak at the moment, I say thank you. One of the greatest feelings is that uh, so many people out there, no matter where they are, are tuned in f- uh, to JM and the Am and the Nahum Segal Network from anywhere and everywhere on this globe. And that, trust me, is greatly appreciated. Uh, JM and the Am in this month of Adar. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Rabbi Rothwax from the Sinai Organization, which has um, made a Massive impact on our community over the last many decades. He's going to be joining us in studio this morning here at AM. Looking forward to greeting him and uh, looking forward to Sunday night's big event. What is happening in Israel? Uh, judicial reform, protests, votes, um, accusations. What's happening in Israel? We're going to get two perspectives this morning, Rabbi David Hertzberg, who, of course, is the um, host of Israel at 75 for us every single uh, Tuesday here at the Nahum Siegel Network right after JM and the AM, and yesterday discussed the uh, United Nations partition vote. He's going to give us a perspective on where this fits in in the uh, historical modern state of Israel. Or I should say, in the history of the modern state of Israel, and uh, Ariel Kahana is going to join us as a um, journalist with Israel Hayom. He's had a couple of interesting experiences recently, including being in Kiev uh, with the foreign minister of Israel, and um, which happened last week, and being an observer of everything that's happening in Israel regarding the protests, the machinations in the Knesset, etc., etc., So I'll have a chance to speak with him coming up as well here at JMN. So that'll both be in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll talk Sinai in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, plenty more to do and plenty wonderful things to inform you about all happening here on a Wednesday Rosh Chodesh at J.M. in the A.M. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at a h Abel's and Hyman kosher hot dog sausage in Delhi is the world's best serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Chaim Dovid, J.M. in the A.M.
7: Such a long journey. The path is inside of you. It waits, but don't wait too long. The mind so far from the heart, they think and act as strange. The soul rejoices deeply, creation sings in joy as she
8: through the fire, I felt the burning pain, but I won't let it bring me down I will rise again, somehow I'll find a way
0: to pull me off the ground I won't lose hope, I won't give in We'll never question if or when I'll win Just keep on fighting Come what may And tell myself each Day. Hashem will always love you He knows what I am going through Don't ever dream of giving up Until I make it to the top I'm meant to be Still there may be times It's hard to carry on The way ahead is so Unclear
9: what?
0: Keep on holding tight When things don't seem alright I have nothing left To fear. I won't lose hope I won't give in We'll never Question if or when I'll win Just keep on fighting, come what may, and tell myself each day, Hashem will always love you, He knows what I am going through, don't ever dream of giving up, until I make it to the top, Hashem
5: What could I do for you?
7: This is going to sound just utterly ridiculous to you, but I'm moving, you see? And in an old coat in a trunk, I found this shoe repair ticket that must be seven or eight years old. It's for some shoes I brought in before I went into the Navy, and then I moved away from Brooklyn, and now I found this old ticket. And I know it sounds ridiculous that you would have the shoes after seven years, but I took a chance.
5: Oh, I get it. You're that fellow from Candid Camera. No, 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 sir, honestly,
7: look, look, here's the ticket
5: Let me see it Are you out of your mind? We haven't even used the numbers in years, next! No, please, sir No, no, it was a long trip here from Baltimore I know it's ridiculous, but please
7: take a look in the
5: back All right, all right I'll look, I'll be right back This is
7: very embarrassing But after all, they don't make shoes like they used to.
5: How can I be foolish enough to think that after seven years, that they would still- Hey, mister from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes? You're not gonna believe it. You mean you found my shoes? Was it with half soles, leather heels, and metal tips? Yes, yes, that's right. It'll be ready Tuesday. JM in the AM.
1: <laughs> One of our favorites in the Odd Dark comedy segments, the shoe repair shop here at JM in the AM. Eitan Gedalia had Birchasa Chodesh, uh, non Ervo Chodesh. Shlomo Simchazosis, Shalom. Hashem Always, that's done by Yoel Weiss. Zusha with All Worlds. Return Home, that was from Chaim David. And you are listening to JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, web have been on the Siegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app, we'll speak with um, Rabbi David Hertzberg. He'll be uh, joining us. He, of course, hosts the Israel at 75 segment. Uh, every uh, Tuesday, that show airs starting at the 9 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Siegel Network. Get his perspective on what's happening in Israel. And um, at about 7.35, Ariel Kahana from Israel Hayom is going to join us from Israel. We'll get his perspective on what's happening. So we'll spend hour number two this morning talking about judicial reform and what's going on in Israel. And then we'll spend hour number three uh, with an amazing leader from a fantastic organization, the Sinai organization. And that'll be happening in hour number three this morning right here. At JM in the AM. Golly, in the background to our news from Israel coming up. I want to congratulate Gorf, the brand new Koren Tanakh graphic novel entitled Esther Megillas Esther is absolutely phenomenal. Just a beautiful, beautiful work. Congratulations to both the Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Yaël Nathan who are responsible for it. I hope we have a chance. Now that it's officially the month of Adar, I hope we have a chance to speak with Gorf on the air about this and uh, plan a conversation. Well deserved, all the accolades. Well deserved. Gali Sal, Israel Army Radio, two p.m. newscast for a Tuesday, very Wednesday rather. Follows next, we say Bokirto from JAM and AM.
10: גלי צהל מירושלים השעה שתיים. שלום רב, באולפן מריאם בלוך עם מה שקורה עכשיו. מליאת הכנסת ישרה בתום דיון סוער בקריאת רומית את הצעת חוק דר 2, על פי הבגץ לא יוכל להתערב במינוי שרים, כך שהתאפשר לחבר הכנסת דרי לחזור לתפקידו. עוד ישרה מליאת רומית את פסקת ההתגברות ברוב של 61 חברי כנסת. ראש האופוזיציה תקף את שר המשפטים לוין וקרא, אתה ראש הממשלה האמיתי, האחריות היא עליך.
11: אני רוצה לפנות מפה לראש הממשלה עמיתי יריב לוי אתה ואתה מנהל את הממשלה הזאת באמת אתה צריך לזכור שאם הכוח באחרויות בעוד חצי שנה מאכף כשהכלכלה הישראלית תהיה מרוסקת לגמרי על הרצפה כשהביטחון הישראלי על הרצפה שביטחון הלאומי הזה תהיה פורקת מבפנים ומאזרחים יאשכורת של
0: הלאום הישראלי דוקטמה
12: זה יא הרגוש חייב לוי
10: השר לוין אמר בנאומו, אנו נעשה סדר.
13: המשפט לקח לעצמו סמכויות, הוא העלה אותו בהבל פל מדרגה של חוקה, ואחר כך גם זה לא הפריע לו, כשפתאום באו חוקי יסוד שפחות התאימו לאג'נדה, אותם שופטים שיושבים בבית המשפט העליון, בעניין שקשה להאמין שאיננו מוסדר.
10: כתבנו הפוליטי יובל סגב מוסר שבשעה זו דנה הכנסת בחוק מחש שנועד להפריד את המחלקה לחקירות שוטרים מהפרקליטות ולהכפיף אותה לשר המשפטים. משרד החינוך اديا برشويهات شيشبتو مخر لو يتكيمو ليمودين بخل مسدوت الخنوخ لمئات الخنوخا ميوحد مدوخه كتبتنيو لعينه خنوخ يوفال ميلر
14: بمختب شنيشلخا يديم انكل مسرده خنوخ كيبلو منعلي مخوزوت انخيا شكيخلال برشويهات شيشبتو مخر لو ובבתי
10: הספר היסודיים התקיימו לימודים כסדרה יושב ראש ועדת חוץ וביטחון יולי אדלשטיין שנפגש בקיב עם הנשיא זלנסקי אומר לאמיר איבגי בגלי צהל בגלל שיתוף הפעולה בין איראן בין רוסיה לאיראן העולם מבין שלא ניתן לדבר עם האירנים אנחנו
11: נערכים לכל תרחיש. כרגע העולם גם בגלל שיתוף הפעולה הולך ומתווה בין רוסיה לאיראן, יותר ויותר מבין עד כמה שהניסיונות להידבר עם האיראנים, עם המשטר הנוכחי שלהם, היו נידונים לכישלון מלכתחילה. המאבק באיראנים הוא עכשיו מאבק משותף של ישראל, של אוקראינה ושל הקהילייה הבינלאומית של העולם הדמוקרטי.
10: סארת יקשורת קאר יתוקפת תאגידה שידור ציבורי ו אומר often the security of the company for the shareholders in the company is the focus קרנר במכתב שהפיץ להנהלת התאגיד וחברי המועצה, טען שר התקשורת קארי כי התאגיד מפר את הוראות חוק השידור הציבורי בנוגע לסיכור הרפורמה המשפטית. הוא ציין מספר דוגמאות משידורי התאגיד בחודשיים האחרונים, ובהם שימוש במילה מהפכה במקום רפורמה. לסיום תקף ואמר, נכון יהיה ויפה שחת קודם להשתמש במשב הציבורי היקר שהופקד בידי התאגיד בחרדת קודש, ואף קרה להם המכתב נשלח לתהגיד לפני כשעה ותרם נימסרה דגובה там. ומאז גובר עליה קלה בתמperatureות ביקר בהרים וвיפנים הארץ. אלה החדשות שורח רועי וולד.
8: Beneh hab eh lo tamidego, sha cream bunny, u gscheim staam mit bonim, cream bunny, kachlaf, a. Beneh hab eh lo tamidego, sha taamiden cream bunny, u gscheim staam mit not to live and die live and die to live and Live and echo in the water i she not to live and echo in the water bump Bum We're living and we
0: I got
2: Toy to toy to toy There is a toy I'm a I the Lord. I mess. a high. There is a toy to There is
1: M.S. Taraseni Medley, brand new from album Shmuel Weider here at JM in the AM. A lot of exciting Rosh Chodesh music, I have to say. Shuki Solomon and Amiran Devere before that with Khon. Yaakov Young's brand new Vishinantam to open up the hour here at JM in the AM. Yes, lots of great music here. And according to what Rabbi Hertzberg told me, uh, lots of great music coming up at the Yeshiva of Flavish. Now I, I don't want to say anything yet on the air because it's very possible that the information he gave me is confidential. So I will open our conversation by asking him if we can reveal what's going to be happening at the Yeshiva Flatbush today, and then we'll continue with our conversation regarding what's happening in Israel today. Our Rabbi David Hertzberg, of course, is the principal of the middle school uh, division at the Yeshiva Flatbush, and uh, for us, he is the host of, an, of a very important segment, a great show that airs on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And that's, of course, Israel at 75. As we get closer and closer to Israel's 75th birthday, we want to make sure that as many people as possible are familiar with the history of the uh, modern state of Israel. And that's uh, his goal and my goal. And I hope that uh, everybody out there has been taking advantage of the offering. And if not yet, then hop aboard. And we'll remind you about it right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Hertzberg, a pleasure to say chodesh tov. And welcome back to JM in the AM.
15: Thank you so much, Nachum Chodesh Tov, to you and everyone as well.
1: So is it confidential information, or can we tell everybody what's happening on the 1st of Adar, the second day of Rosh Chodesh Adar at the Yeshiva of No, nah,
15: I think we we could tell everybody, Baruch Hashem. We All can right. tell everyone. So,
1: you're, expect, so uh, you're expecting the one and only, the big superstar Joey Newcomb, to visit your school and actually perform in what I assume will be a Rosh Chodesh Chagiga today at the Yeshiva R- of Flapush.
15: He's going to be giving several concerts from uh, the early childhood up through the high school today, uh, entertaining and us and helping us bring in uh, the month of Simcha. That's pretty
1: Pretty amazing. And I know that this is not our topic for today, but I will note uh, that it is uh, wonderful to see that in this generation, and frankly, I don't think it was like this in every generation, uh, but in this generation, thank God, uh, the uh, the children, the youngsters in our community uh, can relate to and can enjoy uh, the incredible spirit of inspiration of somebody like Joey Newcomb. And I'm sure you're expecting it to be an amazing day in school today.
15: Yes, Hashem. We're all very excited. We're all looking forward to, uh, to sing with Joey. Thank you, Hashem. Yeah,
1: exactly. That and a whole bunch of other great hits. Rabbi Hertzberg, um, I, I really asked you to come on this morning for one reason. Um, in addition to the fact that you've become our uh, expert when it comes to modern Jewish history, and that's something that we continue to uh, promote, obviously, uh, through the program that you're doing. Um I felt it was important with with the uh the way things are going in Israel and with the millions as the uh reports have it I don't know if those are accurate reports but okay let's say certainly large numbers of people taking to the streets and protesting proposed changes to the judicial and essentially to the legislative sections of the uh, Israeli government um I, th- I felt it was important to emphasize to everybody that as, as terrible a, an episode and as horrible a time as it seems we might be living through, obviously we are observing it, it's our brothers and sisters who are living through it, uh, this is just yet another challenge in a very challenging 75-year history of the state of Israel. When, when you see the division that has been formed by this issue in the Holy Land. What are your thoughts in terms of its context in modern Jewish history?
15: That's a great and powerful question, Nahum. And again, my area is history. I'm not a uh, legal analyst or anything along those lines, but certainly in our 75 year history, we have been down painful roads before. Uh, We're a passionate people. Uh, We take our positions seriously. And we've experienced this before. You know, from the beginning of the state or the pre-state, you had divisions between, let's say, the Hagana and Ergun, David Ben-Gurion and Menachem Begin. You had the al episode, which uh, actually Menachem Begin viewed as one of his proudest and best accomplishments where he prevented a, Achim, a, a civil war. Right. You had the IDF and the Palmach. We had the reparations with, from Germany in 1952 with Menachem Begin's famous, powerful speech. So we've had, in the past, a very painful and passionate divides in the country. And Baruch Hashem, you know, cooler heads ultimately prevailed, and we were able to get through them and continue functioning as a state and move on and move on to the next thing.
1: And I guess sometimes... And sometimes not, that required compromise from two very passionate sides, as you describe. Uh, Do you think... And again, I know you're not a you know you can't predict. It's hard to predict the future, but do you think that you know as things come to some type of conclusion? I'm assuming in the next few days or weeks, uh, we'll be able to in fact live with some type of compromise and think you know cooler heads will prevail and this issue will become one that that does not lead to the what seems to be the hatred and vitriol that we're witnessing now.
15: I think that ultimately, as people try to understand the positions of each side that doesn't mean to agree with the other side but to at least understand where they're coming from what their concerns are that often brings the temperature down i'll tell you a an anecdote a humorous anecdote i had which though it was sadly very serious i was a number of years ago, off in a taxi in a, in a uh, meeting in Tel Aviv, and the driver asked me my opinion on the politics, which I usually don't answer, but this time I gave him an idea. I said, you know, when people ask each other their opinion, actually listen to what the other person has to say <laughs> and not right away. But, and the driver, we were driving on them, I and you know the streets of Tel Aviv. He turns, he stopped looking at the road in front of him. He turns to me and says, <laughs> You know what? What, what an idea. idea. <laughs> I never really thought of that. Actually listen to the guy's answer that he's, that he's telling me. So I think once we get to that, to get to that point, you know, historically, uh, President Herzog uh, you know, recently gave a very impassioned speech of calling all sides to... Uh, to, to come together right. now in fact if we go back even in american history in 1790 where our country almost didn't survive itself uh hamilton and uh alexander hamilton james madison were fighting viciously over over certain key issues and finally it was thomas jefferson who invited them to a dinner a famous right. dinner in 1790 where they actually worked out the compromise so it wasn't through a speech openly, but through a dinner that they got to a very important compromise at the time so i'm optimistic, you know, that we're going to get past the rhetoric, we're going to get past the vitriol, and, you know, at the start is to hear each other's positions in a, and give each side the benefit of the doubt and, and, and validate, and, and then move from there to a position that can move the uh, situation forward.
1: Right, right. David Hertzberg's with us, host of Israel at 75 for us here on NSN. Um. Do you sometimes think about what it was like at the very beginning? You know, we are used to now, we're certainly used to it, but I think even in the 18th and 19th centuries in the United States, uh, they were getting used to the idea of three branches of government and the unique role that each one has and the checks and balances that supposedly, and I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek or sarcastically but you know it doesn't always seem that way but but certainly supposedly the the checks and balances that that that, uh, you know we benefit from because of the system do you ever think about it what it was like in 1947 1948 as the state was being formed and as they were trying to come up with the proper system of democracy uh, do you think the United States was a model for Israel? Do you think it was more of a British or European model? And do you think that that it was, uh, you know, in any way revolutionary for that region of the world?
15: I think the Israeli system at the beginning is a mixture or a challenge, so to speak, of several different forms. Yes, it's based on the British system to a degree. um, It does not have a constitution, which was not necessarily the plan at the beginning. So it's based, it's a parliamentary system as opposed to the presidential system that we have here in the United States. So those things at the beginning in terms of its uh, basing itself on on different things um, certainly has led to where we are today in the sense that certain things aren't worked out. Now, you read a lot in the paper and you hear in the media that If only Israel had a constitution, many of these challenges wouldn't be there. That may be, but it's important to know historically why Ben-Gurion opposed uh, and kept delaying a constitution. You know, right or wrong, his opinion was at the time, it seems from historians, again, always ambiguities, that he felt that the country would not survive a constitutional convention at the time, at the beginning. It, uh, you know, he was trying to build a country, build an army, build an economy, and if we got sidetracked, so to speak, trying to figure out the Constitution with all the different sides – it wouldn't have succeeded. So, again, whether right or wrong, we can't tell in terms of what would have happened, but certainly the idea of not having the Constitution at the time and delaying it wasn't without some rationale.
1: So the parliamentary system is sort of de facto, meaning he needed a system that would would make sense and that would work, and at the same time people felt they were being represented significantly in the government.
15: Correct. He needed a parliamentary system, and he needed the different factions, of which there were many. Unlike in America, you know, we have essentially two parties, even though the parties themselves are uh, not homogeneous, but the different factions to, to make up that coalition. And coalition governments, by definition, are less stable, or less able to do certain things, right. although in that system, necessary to keep the engine of government and policy running at all.
1: So we got to this point, uh, not to generalize too much, but so many people on this side of the world are trying to understand it from our perspective because we're used to, again, this system here in the U.S. We got to this point in Israel because there is no constitution, therefore there are many I don't want to say loopholes, but but many directions that the government and the judiciary, for instance, right, we're talking about the judicial reform, could right. go in in order to uh, figure out how they want to work. So at different times in Israel's short history, ju- the judiciary, for instance, figured out different systems or implemented different systems, uh, right? Would that, would that basically describe how we got to this point?
15: Well, correct. It was a part kind of a seesaw. You know, Israel has its basic laws, but even within what the basic laws, which are quasi-constitutional, there's a debate, what's their status? Can they, be, can they be undone by just a simple majority vote of the Knesset, or do they have greater status than those types of laws? And that's debate. And then when the court at different times was Less in term was was less in favor of judicial review. That becomes something in the second, more in the second half of the Israeli history of these seventy-five years. So there is this back and forth. Right. And again, you have the idea of checks and balances, which decide that is against judicial reform. It feels that the, the a strong judiciary has to uh, be a check and balance to the legislative, and where the executive branch is tied in with the legislative branch as is in a parliamentary system. And you have the other side saying, look, the uh, judiciary is way too powerful. It's more powerful and more activist than arguably any other court in the world. And there's no check and balance on them. So, So... Hence the
1: problem. So, because the judiciary system in Israel is changeable, right? Is malleable to some degree. That's where the politics comes in, because then you have the legislative branch that's having a tremendous effect, or at least has the potential to, as we see now, uh, to to alter things, to to change things. You know, the, again, I'm not suggesting that in the U.S. Things don't change. The court has changed over the centuries, and things do change. But this this would be considered for us a real drastic change uh, if uh, judicial reform moved in the direction that the the real right wingers want to see it move. For us, it would be drastic. In Israel, as you just described, it's you know a system that allows for change, and the only ones who can change it are the
15: legislative branch. Does that does that sum it up? That I mean, at the moment, more, more or less, and the question is how are those changes going to be implemented? Right. What will it take to to change the laws or to overrule the judicial review? A simple majority, a uh, two-thirds majority, a uh, 3 quarter majority, these are the, the debates. know, in America, we can make amendments to the Constitution, right. but it's a very complicated uh, process that's not easily done. And when we do make an amendment to the Constitution, we're essentially saying, we're philosophically changing something that may have been in the founders' mind at the beginning. Right. In Israel, it's it's a it's a different process and it's a it's a different philosophy.
1: Plus, of course, you have judicial appointments and uh, elections that also tr- um, uh, work its way into this whole situation right. because there are those who are not happy with the way that occurs. Um,
15: Correct. How, how much, you know, for example, in the in the judiciary, how they're appointed is the makeup of the court system, which is shorthanded to begin with, we were speaking nationally, and Israel not being able to handle the number of cases that are are being presented to it, but how much of the makeup of the court reflects the change in, uh, and the sensitivity to changes in the Israeli demographic in in terms of how future judges are are appointed in also a complicated process that doesn't necessarily represent all uh, factions of the, all factions of the country.
1: Right, understood. Wow. Uh, well, very interesting times. I guess all we can pray for, again, as you mentioned earlier, is that some type of compromise is uh, is proposed and accepted, and that uh, we're able to move on. I would hope with with some change, but not that much change to the system, because that much change really could, you know, just heat things up tremendously. Um, right, look- maybe the president will be successful in his venture.
15: Uh, we look, We certainly hope so. President Herzog gave an impassioned speech the other day of, of really calling for cool heads and really at least in in the rhetoric moving up to his suggestions, trying to capture the emotion of both sides that um and that each side should hear at the very least to sit down they hear the the concerns of you know the concerns of each side
1: and as you cited. But- I mean you cited it from an American history perspective but uh, there are times when there are personalities who are able to to do this who are able to bring people together and you know and 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 make both sides understand that they've got to you know give a little uh, in order to get something and uh, hopefully that's when, that's what's going to happen in Israel
15: as well. As that you know, It's, it's. It, I think it pains everyone here, and certainly our brothers and sisters in Eretz Israel, to see what's going on, to see that level of, uh, you know, accusations one side to the other. And uh, I think everyone would like to see it somehow be uh, solved speedily in, in in an expeditious fashion.
1: The question is, do we have the right personality to lead the uh, to, to to lead us to that solution? That's really the question interesting to see you
15: know that's really the question but hopefully if we look at you know at at uh at uh history of the other events you know whether it was the ones i mentioned the castor trial the painful time of yamit gush katif the rabin assassination ultimately history has demonstrated that the cooler heads do prevail and we're able to come some necessity forces us to come to some form of compromise yeah hopefully it doesn't so will get there again.
1: Yeah, I just think it's always important uh, to to remind people that there have been, that there. I, I don't want to say much more difficult situations. I don't know if it, it's fair to compare, uh, but there have been some really tough situations in the history of the modern state of Israel, and thank God we've been able, with the help of the one above, to get through it, and hopefully that will happen here as well. Uh, Rabbi Hertzberg, I thank you. I thank you for your perspective, and uh, and let us hope, in fact, that uh, we'll look back at this and and uh, and realize that cooler heads did prevail and that we're able to move on. Appreciate you joining us this
15: morning. Thank you so much, and everyone should have a Chodesh Tov. Chodesh Tov. Enjoy
1: Joey Newcomb coming to the Yeshiva of Flapush in the heart of Brooklyn later today. And Rabbi Hertzberg can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Israel at 75, featured right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. If you want a uh, real perspective as we get closer and closer to Israel's 75th birthday about the history of the modern state of Israel, make sure to tune in. And Certainly, of course, the archive is available 24 hours a day at NachumSiegel.com and on the NSN app. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav is and Lezechonishmas Ester Basr, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
13: Good morning. The Sifrei Muser tell us about the detriment of the midah of kinah, of jealousy. In particular, the Sfarim urge us that we ourselves should not become jealous and, even more, that we should not cause jealousy in other people. This is extremely interesting in light of the fact that Yaakov Avinu gave to Yosef at the pasim, that special coat, and because of that special coat, it was the final straw for the shiv Kav for the brothers. They wanted to kill Yosef. They were jealous. They wanted to throw him into a pit. They put him into slavery for how many years? They put him into prison. All because of jealousy. All because of that coat. The Zerah asked the question, Yaakov Avinu, the Becher HaAvos, the one who knew the Torah. How could it be that Yaakov would give to Yosef that Ksona Pasim, that coat, when it was going to cause such jealousy and such problems? The Shimshon answers that one of the ideas of jealousy is that could cause an eye in hara, an evil eye. The Talmud tells us that an eye in hara could cause harm, chas v'shalom. So how is it that Yaakov av'inu, knowing all this, could have given the coat to Yosef Hatzadik when he knew that it may stir some feelings in the brothers? The answer he gives is, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says that concerning Yosef, ben paras ele ayin, that ben paras ele means that he was above the evil eye, that the eye in Hara was not Sholate. The reason is, is because his mother hid him. So therefore, Yaakov Avinu felt that he would not have to worry about it, that Yosef Atzadik at would be immune to the jealousy and to the evil eye of his brothers. What we learn from this is how very careful we have to be when it comes to ourselves and our families. We don't want to do anything that is going to stir the jealousy of others, that will get others upset, that will get others that chas v'sholem would even think about something negative concerning us and our own lives. How careful we have to be as is our custom, to be tzenuim, to be modest, to be humble. Not to show everything that we have, not to display everything that we have, but rather to keep things to ourselves. A person should always go with modesty and humility in this world. And then we will certainly be deserving of every bracha, of every blessing, spiritually and materially this has been rabbi david goldwasser bringing you morning chizik have a nice day
1: jm and the am rosh chodesh adar wednesday morning all the traditional editions for rosh chodesh including yalav half hallel special torah reading musaf bar and whatever your custom calls for happy rosh chodesh to all from all of us here at jm and the am ariel kahana is with us live via telephone we just concluded our conversation with rabbi hertzberg about the perspective of what's happening in Israel from here, from our perspective. Now we get to hear uh, the perspective of someone who is uh, in Israel and follows this on a day-to-day basis. Actually, these days you have to say a minute-to-minute basis. In fact, speaking of minute-to-minute, Ariel Kahana is accessible to all of us uh, through his Twitter feed, Arik3000, at Arik, A-R-I-K, 3,000 on Twitter. Ariel Kahana is senior diplomatic correspondent for Yisrael Hayom, and he is with us live via telephone from Israel. Shalom, shalom, Chodesh Tov. Welcome back to JM and the AM.
16: Thank you very much. It's that. a sunny day here in Jerusalem.
1: I'm glad to hear that. I, ho- I hope it's sunny at the negotiation table when it comes to what's happening now uh, in the Israeli government. We just spoke uh, here a-, a few moments ago with an expert who was speaking with us about our perspective from 6,000 miles away. W- what is your perspective? Are, are things as heated? Uh, are-, are-, are are Is, is the vitriol? Israel uh, to, a, tri- to, to uh, a large degree uh, happening in Israel uh, to an extent that, uh, you know, is really disappointing. How how would you describe the battle when it comes to judicial reform in Israel?
16: So I believe, Nahum, um, generally speaking, what happened uh, actually the day before yesterday, the approval of the first parts of the judicial reform is a positive step. Now, there are some, I would say, corrections, some uh, uh, acc- uh, accurations that has to be done. But again, if we, if we you know, see from a, a broad, if we see the broad picture, historically, so after decades, that actually the Supreme Court was controlled by the judges. And therefore, uh, it had almost, I would say, uh, one side of the political values and one side of the views that you do have here in the society in israel so now now after so many decades i hope you can hear me oh yeah can you hear me well, oh yeah okay okay so now after so many decades i begin I, I believe we begin the change and in my view and i believe in the view of the vast majority of israelis it's it's a, it's a change for for good uh, or for positive to be to be more accurate in a way that the vast majority of israelis believe that a, ref- a reform has to be made maybe it's not exactly the current reform but air- a reform again paul's uh, after poll after poll shows that that's what israelis want and that's why it's it's it, we begin a positive process. You see, we see
1: we don't know the contents of it because we just don't follow it as closely as you do. We don't know the contents of that first reading and the you know the the first majority vote that happened earlier in the week. It, does it contain a compromise? In other words, you know, the, did the right overreach with everything that they wanted in order to get to a point that's now more in the middle? What when, when when that election took place? And remember, when that vote took place the other night, there were there were a lot of people. Some said millions in the streets in Israel who are protesting, does that, does what was passed or what was approved on Monday night, does that reflect a compromise of this whole issue or not?
16: Oh, no, no, not yet. By the way, it was far away from uh, millions. It was not a million. It was maybe a hundred thousand people in the streets, no more. And actually, uh, this week demonstrations were smaller than last week demonstrations near the Knesset, just where, where, where I am now. So um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the protest, but uh, it's not as huge number uh, numbers as you said. Now, no, I, I believe Nahum, you know, we, we are in Rosh Adar, so I believe we'll see our Na'afochu during these months in a way that now the laws that were approved just uh, on, on the first call, because it, in Israel, every bill, every law, it has to be approved maybe at least three and sometimes four times. Right. So... These those laws were approved just for the first time, and now there are going to be discussions in the committee, uh, the committee that actually shapes the, the laws in Israel. That's going to take going to take at least few weeks, and I believe that in the end of this process, probably when we will begin Isan, when we reach Pesach, I believe we'll see a, some kind of compromise, some some steps by the government uh, going uh, to the to the opposition. Uh, or trying to to reply and and make the the corrections that de- definitely, as I said, has to be made right. because in some aspects the, the government did go too far.
1: Right. So they it was a it was a brilliant political play. They knew they had the numbers. Right. The right wing knew they had the numbers. They figured they'd shoot for everything. They try for for it all. And now they look like you know hopefully hopefully I don't know if the media in general is going to agree with me, but they might look you know in a much better light as they now after Monday night. They step-by-step step work toward a compromise. Does that sort of sum it up?
16: As far as I know, that's the direction. So w- what I can tell you, Nachum, that, that those people who are pushing the reform uh, publicly and loudly are saying in closed rooms, yes, we know we have to change. We know we have to com- compromise. We know we-, we went to the end. And now we will go, let's say, a few steps back to the middle. I, I think generally speaking, now it's very important to say um, because because p- people, as you said, ha- has, to, has to know the context. What, what we had in Israel, you know, if, if, you, if you go back to, to the history of Israel. Right. So you had in, in the uh, first three decades between uh, 1948 and 1977, then you had a socialist uh, party controlling Israel. That's, of course, the Labour Party. Okay, since 77 until today, generally speaking, almost all governments were by the Likud, which is, of course, right-wing or center-right party. The only the only um, branch which is still left and maybe extreme left is the Supreme Court. Right. And all efforts that were made by the right-wing governments, you know, to, sh- to move the court a little bit to the right, all those efforts, almost all of them, I would say, f- uh, uh, failed. Right. And that's why the current government said, okay, we are not going anymore to try to find, you know, a a common way with the judges, so that we'll agree, so there will be no fight. No, we tried that enough. This time, we're gonna go to the end. We're gonna force you to make the change. And if you will cooperate, nice. If if you will not cooperate, then we will do it uh, one-sided the way we see it. And that's why you you see the clash so strong, because the left side in Israel understand very well that they might might lose the Supreme Court and that's why they go out to, to the streets which I can definitely understand but we we have to know the context
1: excellent excellent analysis excellent analysis Ariel Kahana with us Israel Hayom follow him on Twitter Arik 3000 A-R-I-K 3000 how is your vacation in Kiev
16: Oh, <laughs> thank you, Nacho. I wouldn't call it a vacation. Really? Actually, uh, yeah, no, not exactly. Although it was it, it was my f- fourth time to be there. So uh, it was very nice to come back. Uh, and actually, to see that the city, you, you maybe will be surprised to hear, Nacho, but Kiev is functioning almost as usual. Not 100%, but let's say 80% as usual. And m- maybe, maybe I should say to the listeners that uh, I was there Last uh, Thursday with right. uh, with uh, Foreign Minister Eli Cohen. Right. Uh, it was you know it's quite hard, by the way, to fly to take a flight to Kiev. You have to land in in Poland mm-hmm. and then take ten hours train. Okay, yeah. we actually had two nights in a train. Uh, I mean, going to Kiev and then and then going back to to Poland. Uh, in any case, I, I, maybe one sentence about the visit. I don't sure. know how much time. No, we have, go ahead. I want to hear, please. All right, all right. So, so, so z- this visit by 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 Eli Cohen in Kiev actually uh, actually um, tells us about the change in Israel policy regarding the war. Because you know Nahum, that actually since the war began, uh, Netanyahu then he was a uh, opposition chairman. Right. Um, actually, he was quiet. He, he he took no position, and now you see a foreign minister from the Likud not only um, not only, actually support the Ukrainians, but even come, come, I would say, to hug them. Right. And Zelensky, okay, so Zelensky was very, was very happy with that. Uh, he made a very positive announcement after, after the meeting with, uh, with Eli Cohen. And I must say, I must say, uh, Nachum, on a personal level, I, I felt as an Israeli as a, uh, and as a Jew that it, it was the right, the right thing to do, to come and visit there because we have to support uh, the ukraine people although they by the way is a very painful history my my family comes from ukraine and i know very well because actually my aunt was murdered by by ukrainians in the during the holocaust of mm-hmm. course uh, decades decades ago yeah but now it's a different situation the way i see it and this nation is under attack and i think as jews we have to support them so so I was very pleased with his visit, as a journalist and as an uh, as an Israeli.
1: Ellie Cohen wasn't concerned that uh, Vladimir Putin would not be happy with Israel's demonstration of support with his visit to the Ukraine.
16: I, it's a perfect question. I think he was. I think uh, the government in general was, uh, you know, was questioning what's going to happen the day after. But the, the, another surprise is that uh, actually the Russians it took it quite. Uh, quite nice. They said, okay, we have disagreements with Israel about Ukraine, but we do cooperate with them about many other fields. Uh, that's a formal announcement by, by uh, Moscow, by the foreign ministry in Moscow. So even, even in this aspect, actually no damage uh, was made uh, by visiting U- Ukraine. And uh, And by the way, maybe we'll have to add that this week, you have two Knesset members, um, uh, Yuli Edelstein, that you might know, sure. and Zev Elkin, right. who went uh, went both. By the way, one from the opposition, one from the government. they right. uh, so both of them went together to Ukraine. Uh, again, to show support uh, to Zelensky and to the Ukraine uh, people.
1: Wow, that's something we don't have here anymore. You're not going to find leaders on, from both sides of the aisle going to do anything these days in this part of the world. That's really nice that you yeah. still have that over there. Ariel Kahana is with us. All right, finally, just back to judicial reform for a moment. His voice is always the voice of peace, of calm, of compromise. What is Natan Sharansky's perspective on what's happening now in Israel?
16: Oh, thank you very much for reminding me. Yes. So I had the privilege in the beginning of this week to interview Mr. Sharansky in his office in, in Jerusalem. <laughs> now, Sharansky actually holds the view, I believe, of most Israelis, which is, uh, again, that a reform has to be made, but not, not exactly what we see now. That, I mean, the, the current suggestion has to be, has to be uh, fixed. That's what he said. But, and that's an important quote, he said, even if those bills, the current bills, will be approved as they are written now, Israel will still be a democracy. And all those claims were saying, you know, right. Israel is not a democracy anymore, etc., etc. et cetera. He just said it's a nonsense. And now I know that propaganda is very strong these days here in Israel and outside. Yeah, but it, uh, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. help.
1: It doesn't help. when Washington expresses uh, concern about the future of democracy in Israel. It doesn't help the situation.
16: Uh, so unfortunately, Nahum, you know, it's a propaganda. It says no, no contact to the facts. Again, Israel is and will be for, all, for always, forever, a democracy. There is a debate now how, those, how this democracy uh, should function. But uh, but again, uh, there, no, there is no question about Israel as a democratic state, and unfortunately, we see, uh, in, at least in my view, that the opposition uh, is, is taking this discussion, this debate, too far to the to the extreme. Right. But I guarantee you that again, in uh, in a few weeks, it will be everybody will understand that it's a, it's a legitimate and even a, a positive reform.
1: From your mouth to God's ears, as we say, Arik 3000 on Twitter. Ariel Kahana, again, Arik 3000, A-R-I-K 3000 on Twitter. Uh, he is the um, uh, senior diplomatic correspondent for Yisrael, Hayom, uh, just returned from Kiev and has an interesting perspective on that and, of course, on judicial reform as that battle continues in Israel. balacha, chodesh tov, and thanks so much for joining us this morning.
16: Thank you very much. Nachum, later
1: Ariel Kahana on J M in the A M. More coming up. It's a Rosh Chodesh Wednesday at J M in the A M. <laughs> The AM of Ramel, Avram Freed wrapping up the hour for us here at JMN Before that, Jeremy Stamen and company with a song called Koach off of uh, his brand new album. And uh, this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world the web at com on the Nachomsingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, I've been mentioning that this coming Sunday night, uh, the Sinai organization has their annual campaign and benefit dinner. It happens at the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey, with some wonderful honorees. And uh, Sinai, frankly, has uh, been such an important part of our community for decades, and uh, it's sometimes important to remember how organizations like this got started. With that in mind, there's going to be, in addition to all the great honorees, a memorial tribute to Leo Brandstatter of Blessed Memory, who's the founding president of Sinai. All this is happening this Sunday at the Married Glen Point Hotel, and the leader of Sinai, Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, is actually visiting our Teaneck studio, our temporary one. We're down the hall from what will be the permanent one, on this Rosh Chodesh Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM.
17: Thank you for the invitation. So glad to be here.
1: I was thinking about this over the last couple of days as I was making arrangements to be there Sunday night and participate in your big event. I could only imagine, you know, this is, as, as I have to be so sensitive the way I say this, but I'm sure you'll get my point. Um, just like starting a school and maintaining a school in the Jewish world or probably anywhere private schools is a very, very difficult task. It is not the easiest sell when you walk into a philanthropist's office, even generous philanthropist, and say, we want to start a school. Um, it's not one of those causes that automatically may you know trigger someone's heart uh, to the point where they just want to give or how much do you need, etc. cetera. And I know you know exactly what I mean by that. Yeah. I could only imagine that Sinai, as, again, as sensitive an area of education it is, we're dealing with people with, with you know, needs beyond the norm, let's say, just, again, I hope I'm using the right term. You got
17: it. You're good. You're good. Thank <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> I've passed the test so far. Uh, I can only imagine what it's like to try to start an effort like that to prove to people of means and leaders in the community, rabbis and other people who are influential, that this is necessary that the regular classroom is not sufficient for so many in our community. And then on top of that, how old is Sinai? Founded in what year? 82. You know, it's not 2023. 1982, things were not <clears throat> the way they are today, where people are much more sensitive to this. And, you know, niche educational efforts and, you know, niche programming is so vital and viewed as, you know, so important. So think back to... I mentioned Leo Brandstadter. Think back to you know his role in starting all of this and his colleagues at that time, and they were probably you know fighting an uphill battle
17: ahead of their time by yeah. far. You know, you think about um, the timing—the early 1980s. Um, forget about Jewish special education. I don't want to say it didn't exist, but it was very little. Certainly not in New Jersey and New York. There was there was you know one or two sc- schools doing you know, small schools, do, just really starting out. Um, but in the world of special education at large, it was just an emerging field. Right, And um, you, you think about what was going on in the world at that time, you know, really just, you know, a, a decade or so after the civil rights movement. And if you look at, at how special education arose and the um, the culture that we live in, that is the embracing of, of inclusion of people with disabilities in our schools and in our community at large, that was really parallel to... Civil rights movement. So you you think even think about the Willowbrook, right? Right. It was only a few years before I forgot right. exactly years. The yeah, mid seventies, almost
1: late seventies, right? Right.
17: Late 70s. So so th- th- that's right. Put yourself in that in that kind of um, you know frame of mind. That's where the world was, and then emerging from that um, were were amazing um, visionaries, brave brave people um, who didn't take no foreign answer. Um, it's usually how how right. things get done in this world. And, and Leo is certainly one of them. How many students today,
1: but I mean today, I mean on Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh Adar, how many are benefiting today from Sinai's work?
17: We have 210 students in our eight schools today. Um, and uh, It's a lot of families, a lot of students. It's a lot. And I, I, I was thinking on my way here, you know, how many families have we had over the last 40 years? How many students have we been able to, I, I don't know the answer, thousands. Thousands for sure, um, and um, and it was really you know Leo's bravery. I I don't know if you know the whole story mm. about it, you know are you know Leo and his and his wife Dasi um, are blessed with three wonderful children. One of them um, has special needs, and they were you know heartbroken that they had a child that couldn't be in a Jewish school and receive a Jewish education. They understood that he couldn't be in a regular class. Um, and so they didn't you know, necessarily fight for that, but to, 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 to sit there on the side and have all the other children in the community go to a Jewish school, and theirs would have to be go to a public school or a secular private school without the benefit of all that a Jewish education offers, they, 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 they couldn't handle that. And so they, um, together with two other parents in the Fairlawn community, um, said we, we got we have to make a change. They they of course had uh, the ears of Rabbi Yudin, um, who who's you know not a stranger to this program, <laughs> um, you know who who stood by their side and and fought along with them to find the school and and, and at the Sinai started at in 1982 in what is now known as Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy it was right. then the Hebrew Youth Academy in West Caldwell, New Jersey, in an old paint factory. Sure, remember that? I certainly do. <laughs> I'm an HYA graduate. Remember, oh, but b- way before West Caldwell,
1: <laughs>
9: way before West Caldwell. <laughs>
17: um, and um, and the the uh, fearless leader at the time, um, you know, the principal of the school is Rabbi Wally Green, right. um, also uh, a, fair, uh, a fellow Fairlawn resident, resident, um, who who you know, not only was, um, you know, sensitive to hearing out Leo Andasi's cause, um, but really took it under his, um, under his wing. Yeah. And, well, and he always
1: it. understood, you know, progressing in education, Absolutely. And, you know, Absolutely. And meeting maybe, the needs of those in need, et cetera.
17: Yes. yes. And he, he's the one who went to the, you know, HYA board and right. said, come on, you know, this, right. this, this is what Jewish education is about.
1: To make it clear for the listeners who may not be familiar, I- is Sinai always separate classrooms is there a lot of mainstreaming like what what's the goal when when the uh, youngsters you know are under the sinai umbrella
17: so we partner with eight different schools and we have our own self-contained classrooms at each one of those schools where the kids can get their own individualized special education and, and therapies um, and, and and individualized education for them at the same time we purposely um, have it set up so that we are partnered with Mainstream Yeshiva Day Schools so that our students can benefit um, certainly, from being part of a larger school culture and all that it offers, but oh, yeah. also you know social inclusion and, when appropriate, academic inclusion as well. We have kids who are in our partner schools' um, classes for the parts of the day where they right. can succeed. There.
1: Well, we would call mainstreaming, yeah. I guess, right? Plus, yeah. of course, uh, I call it that too. Right. Okay. <laughs> the sport. Well, I meant me and <laughs> you. The sports programming, lunch together. I mean, obviously, you're yeah. talking about opportunities to. Uh, uh, to socialize, be part of the regular school scene, et cetera. Everybody, uh, Yusro Rothwax is here. We're talking about the Sinai dinner, which is coming up <laughs> this coming Sunday night in Teaneck, New Jersey. You're all invited, and I'm encouraging everybody to get those reservations in. Um, in addition to the memorial tribute to Leo Branstadter, who is the founding president of Sinai, uh, there are uh, distinguished honorees that you will be um, paying tribute to this coming Sunday night. I'll start with those who I'm most familiar with. I'll give a special shout out to Tsvi and Erica Solomon. Uh, Tzvi is somebody who from his youth and I know he's still young but I mean from his youth youth was always involved in great causes and I can imagine it's a tremendous benefit for you to have him aboard.
17: Yeah how do you know Tsvi?
1: Tzvi? Yeah. His father and I go way way oh, okay. way back. Okay, didn't <laughs> Log, longer gonna... than either of us care to admit. Uh, okay. Also Tzvi and Binyamin, my Binyamin, were classmates in TABC uh, uh, so. Yeah
17: Tzvi, Tzvi is you know. So he's, three. he's an amazing. He's amazing, a powerhouse. Man. He's a powerhouse. He's you know by far the youngest member of our board, um, but um, has an, a really tremendous impact uh, on on our board as a whole, and, and, and a really an amazing perspective. Um, as you just mentioned, he grew up uh, in in neck and went to TABC, and he speaks about and will at the dinner in Mir as well about. How his you know his perspective on the special needs community really evolved, um through his being a student at TBC alongside um, students at Sinai, and um, he, he he's really one of uh, one of the most amazing staunch supporters of of uh, of Sinai, and is really you know as you hinted to a minute ago, a really really you know he's a powerhouse, he's a really yeah. talented young man.
1: So Eric and Svi Mazaltov to you. Dr. Michael Steifelman is at the right to pronunciation yes, and Dr. It. Jill Zimmerman are being recognized as well. Yes. Well, can you tell us about them?
17: They are, um, you know, thank God, really longtime supporters and members of the Anglewood community um, who um, am- among uh, almost a thousand people that will be at the dinner this Sunday um, th- were not direct benef- beneficiaries of Sinai's work um, but were our march of the cause and realize that Without their support and support of people like like them, um, you know, Sun I wouldn't exist. I so. want
1: to make an additional point on that, which I will in a moment. The okay. Lifetime Achievement Award is being given to Associate Dean, Ms. Judy Karp. I would assume from the uh, designation that she's been with the organization for a while. A year or two. <laughs>
17: <laughs> she's mm-hmm. been with us for 25 years. Wow. Thank God. And uh, she's a, a fellow um, Lower East Sider. Hmm. Um, and um, travels to Kushner Academy every day. Nice. Um, and um, you know she's. What could I say about Judy? She's just she she abuse really sensitivity. She um, makes it so that whoever is speaking to her, um, certainly students, but staff and parents alike, you know, feel like they're really understood. And there are lots of difficult conversations that happen within Sinai, and you know, parents are. Um, are advocating, they're grieving, they're, um, th- there's oftentimes a, a, a different perspective that we have par- that parents do. And we have to work together to make that happen. And she's really um, a master at, at you know, working and developing those relationships.
1: And you've asked Annie and Julia Miller to speak. They're a parent and student speakers this Sunday night. That should be yeah. interesting.
17: It sure will. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, our par- parent and student speakers at our dinner um, are always a highlight because it's not somebody else speaking about, you know, the great work that Sinai does. It's really, you know, the people who who have directly benefited from that. And Annie has, um, Julia, I'm sorry, has been a, a student at our school at Maynooth for many years, and her, she and her mother Annie will be presenting.
1: Earlier, you mentioned uh, when we spoke about the doctors who are being honored that um, that they, they they have seen they were not directly involved in terms of family but They see, I I think the and the point I want to make is that. We do not realize as parents just what kind of effect Sinai being in a school has on our students who might be, I have to be careful again the way I say this, but those of us who have quote-unquote regular kids in a regular school, they are being affected in such a positive way just by having the Sinai school within their own school.
17: Yeah, um, I I hear that often actually from the principals of our partner schools, whereby Ruben at uh, at Kushner. Kushner says this often, but I, I've heard it from all of our other um, p- partner school principals as well, that uh, they perceive our relationship with them as really a greater benefit to their school community than, than it is to our kids, which is, um, which is true, I think, right. and, and beautiful.
1: All right, Roy Rothwax. There's only one other thing to discuss this morning, and you know what it is. What is the uh, annual tuition that a Sinai parent, if they were able to pay the full amount, would be responsible for? Uh, that's a complicated question. Well, around, <laughs> give me a number so that people out there understand how important it is to donate to your scholarship fund. The bottom
17: line is, is it's very. It's, it's could it, it be thirty, forty, uh, fifty thousand dollars it, a year? It certainly could be, but it's, it's 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 expensive, and it's 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 more money than the average Joe can. Can afford and the way that we can make this work. Um, one of the ways we can make this work is by um, the great generosity of our of our community. So, um, you know, like I hinted to before, we have o- almost a thousand people at dinner this Sunday. Um, just a few tables of parents, and the vast right. majority are people who are of the cause, and it's we, we never ever ever take that for granted. The the, um, the outpouring of support and generosity that we have from our community, um, who give chizuk through their attendance at the dinner, and just as importantly, you know uh, um, supporting our, our annual campaign
1: and uh, one of the reasons <laughs> this may be the only context where where someone's actually stating how inexpensive yeshiva tuition is but one of the reasons that the Sinai tuition is even larger than the regular yeshiva school or yeshiva League tuition as I like to call it <laughs> is because of these special programming teachers who have an expertise in areas that other teachers would not have right and they've spent their time um, uh, studying and and getting those degrees degrees uh and uh, I, I would also assume the amount of time right the programming time that's required just to set up a program like sinai it takes a, a, an even greater effort than what the average school goes through
17: yeah i mean there's a very intensive it all comes down mostly to personnel and right. we have a very intense um student t- teacher ratio, oh, including course. our therapists and even you know where a lot of schools and talk about the tuition crisis and a lot of schools have moved away from um, having too many administrators um, and being too top-heavy and trying to um, delegate you know right. otherwise and we've actually gone in the other direction where we realized that in order to support our staff our teachers and our therapists who are supporting our kids and our families, you know, in order to give them the proper guidance, the proper support, we have to build the proper administrative um, support for them. And so, we, you know, that, that also um, is, um, you know, adds into it. But uh, at the end of the day, we're able to offer them, our, our kids, an experience that um they literally would not be able to get uh, anywhere else
1: You can go to org. if someone wants to place a reservation this late they would do so still on that website org. If you
17: go to that to that website you'll see a note that will, it, we will certainly accept um, your uh, your donations um, and but if you want to make a reservation there's a number or email there that you can call to uh, to make to make that
1: arrangement So go to org for all the information it's this coming Sunday night in Teenek and uh, we should mention we've had the opportunity to do this uh, actually, um, during these conversations in the past, actually speaking to some of the people I'm about to refer to, the some of the success stories of Sinai, thank God, generally speaking, everything is, every one of the stories is a success story, but some of them are just remarkable uh, in terms of what the students have achieved and what they now uh, are doing with their lives with their careers whether it be you know it, it, life in the jewish community outside the jewish community business community etc um we weren't really prepared to go into detail about specific mm-hmm. cases, but you but you certainly ship tremendous nachas from uh, from those who were in Sinai years ago and are now flourishing.
17: Absolutely. And um, I like the way that you started that part of the conversation, which is, you know, obviously we're proud of everybody. Right. And, you know, because we have such a wide spectrum of students in our school, we have students with developmental disabilities and we have students with learning disabilities. Um, and, and many other kinds of challenges. And those students in the, with those profiles are going in lots of different, different directions. We're not more proud of one than the other. Right. Uh, we're really equally proud of all that they have accomplished. And we have students who are doing amazing things, some of whom you know, you've, you've interviewed in years past, uh, like our firefighter friend, Yakov Gutman, you know, which was he's, he's just an amazing uh, Insane personality. conversation. Same conversations, right? But many other people who, you know, maybe aren't firefighters right. um, and, um, you know, it's not as, uh, you know, Hollywood, <laughs> you know, exciting like that. Um, but, but there, you know, we have, we have people, we have, um, you know, graduates who are, you know, who are teachers, who are rabbis, who are uh, doctors and who are, you know, professionals. Um, and, and we have, you know, we have many who have, Really been able to make sure that they have reached the, their potential in uh, in giving back to the community, and we're we're very very proud of that.
1: A lot of great success stories. Come on out, everybody! This coming Sunday night. If you can't come out, at least donate. Uh, you know that uh, when we make a recommendation about a cause, uh, you know that you could rely on us that it's a good cause. So certainly go to SinaiDinner If you can't make it to the dinner, you can certainly donate right there on the uh, on the site. And support the great work of Sinai. We like to promote organizations and causes that have a proven track record. And Robert Rothwax, as he described earlier, they've been doing this since 1982. You'd have to say a proven track record, plus a thousand people at the dinner who would testify. Uh, to your track record many distinguished honorees as we outlined earlier plus of course the memorial tribute to mr leo brandstatter who was the very first the founding president of sinai and you heard the story of rothwax told us earlier go to sinai dinner.org hope to see you on sunday night and Rabbi rothwax as you know uh it would be you and i would be in tremendous trouble if we did not mention Baruch Jungreis on the air, you know that both, would, of, both of us would suffer terribly if we didn't mention his name during this conversation.
17: A minute ago when you said, you know, so who are you proud of? I was going to throw his name out, but I didn't want to go there. Baruch, we love you. And now we know that he'll be listening to this archive at
1: least a hundred times. At least, I would guess, because you know we, we, we mentioned him. And in fact, you're right. Everybody does love him. I
17: think you have a Lower East Side bias. That's well, I certainly have a Baruch Jungreis bias. That I can tell
1: you. Are you kidding? Uh, good luck sunday Thank sounds you like much. it's gonna be a major success and Thank i appreciate God. you joining us this morning thanks for having me rabbi israel Rothwax. sinai everybody sinai dinner.org go to the site not only do you want to place a reservation for sunday if you can make it in teaneck new jersey sunday night but in addition you want to make sure to toss in some dollars and support the great work of sinai you could do so on that website and of course more is coming up on a rosh chodesh morning right here at jm in the a.m
9: World.
0: I can I can unite the world. Reach across the
9: cities,
0: hands across the seas, heartbeats together, it's the sound of unity. We're linked in a chain to change the world. When you feel the strength, you spread the word. We're linked in a chain to change the world. When we get together, our voices heard. can us listen. I can
8: Under smoke and lightning,
0: we're on a mission Young and old, the way uniting. We're linked in a chain and change the world. When you feel the strength, you spread the word. We're linked in a chain and change the world. When we get together, our voices heard.
1: Shapiro, Lo alecha. Eighth day before that with Hakel Rosh Chodesh Morning here at JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at a A&H. Take a 10% discount at all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. a h has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and a h products are available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try a h today. You'll be glad you did. That's for sure. Um, oh, that's why I can't access it. When you misspell something, it's very hard. <laughs> it's very hard to get the uh, uh, the proper uh, the proper thing to pop up. Um, a big reminder about what's happening at shopeichlers.com. It's book week twenty twenty-three. Did you know that? It's book week twenty twenty-three. Now until February the twenty-sixth. All books are fifteen percent off. That's right. All English title books are fifteen percent off at shopeichlers.com. Shopichlers.com, by the way, someone mentioned this to me the other day. I was having lunch with someone. They said, Do you know that shopeichlers.com uh, you could actually have a delivery. By the afternoon, same day, I said, yeah, of course I know that. You probably heard it from me. (laughs) So I remind you that all the neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey enjoy same-day delivery from shopbyclothes.com. Check them out online for details. But book week right now, you have to keep in mind, because book week 2023, which goes till February the 26th, has all English title books at 15% off. Go to ShopEichlers.com again. Go to shopbyclothes.com, save 15%. During book week till the 26th of February, shopeichlers.com. More coming up here at JM and the AM as we continue on our Rosh Chodesh morning. I um, I wanted to take the, I, mean, I mentioned this uh, earlier in the show, but I just, uh, I, I've got to, you know, especially now since it's actually, you know, Rosh Chodesh Adar, it's a good time to mention it. I, I got to give a special shout out to Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Yael Nathan. Jordan B. Gorfinkel, the brilliant cartoonist, singer. Oh, gosh. Why did I even start? He has so many uh, amazing skills and titles. I would never get through all of them. Anyway, uh, the two of them, Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Yael Nathan, are responsible for the brand-new The Koren Tanakh graphic novel, Esther. It's Megillat Esther like you've never seen it before. The Koran Tanakh graphic novel, the Maggerman edition. The two of them are responsible for it. I They sent it to me. It's absolutely beautiful. I look forward to speaking with Gorf on the air about this at some point, uh, hopefully before Purim. <laughs> but it's absolutely beautiful. Check it out. The Koran Tanakh graphic novel, uh, Esther, um, a Megillat Esther like you've never seen before. That's the bottom line. And a big, big uh, shout-out. Uh, to uh, the two people responsible, and an extra special shout-out to my dear friend, Gorf, Jordan B. Gorfinkel, for yet another amazing effort. It's incredible the work that he puts in and the product that uh, comes out of it. Just incredible. Uh, more coming up here at JM and the AM. I was, sent a, uh, I was sent a note. Where am I here? Oh, there we go. Uh, earlier this week, I was sent a note about uh, our dear friends, Edith and Sandy Schmoeli. The Young Israel of Jamaica State is having its 44th anniversary dinner, and among the honorees, Edith and Sandy Shmueli. It's going to be a night of music, food, and film, Sunday, February the 26th, beginning at 6.30 p.m. at Temple Beth Shalom in Roslyn, New York. Um, And uh, we want to wish them a very special Mazal Tov. So Edith and Sandy, Mazal Tov to you. And Sandy... Sent me a new song, which is going to be included on his uh, next music collection. It's called Haneshama uh, Zoeket. Haneshama Zoeket. Here it is at JM in the AM.
11: The eyes. Inunder the inertia, he arose to Vault And the pair Abraham
9: has
11: started to get in And then in שמע צו after the horse I I 떨 prof et 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 Hashem tzovek le'ahava vechom, ahava ibaruch, rotzah et Hane Hashem tzovek lechom ve'ahava, krovaile tzilcha. I have love The soul is amazing To love Fahi baruach krovailet til khan
8: Mi se mi se mi se mi 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 se mi mi
1: with Benny Friedman Purim Medley here on a, uh, what is today, Wednesday morning, Rosh Chodesh at J.M. in the A.M. as we continue and I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this great radio experience That's right, listener to Ruvane, we're playing this for you How do you like that? Sandy Shmueli with Hanashamat Soek at a brand new selection before that here at J.M. in the A.M.
0: Se heyono, beki mono, beki o no las <laughs> manazet, se feyono, beki mono.
6: May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative, Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one. To my son, my beautiful boy, Sheldon, <laughs> my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son, Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free $1 million.
14: Isn't that
6: Wonderful.
14: Isn't that magnificent?
5: Good luck, Sheldon.
6: Number two, to my beautiful daughter, Jane, with a Y. (laughs) To that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid. Who got a scholarship to Hunter College. Who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. (laughs) To my lovely daughter Jane, with a Y, (laughs) tax-free one million dollars.
14: Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Ah, (laughs) Mazel
6: Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam, I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. (laughs) the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the Prince's telephone, the Picasso from the back of the store, my Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag and tax-free, $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy.
5: Uh, What a marvelous
14: husband. An angel, not a man, an angel.
5: Picasso
6: from back of the store and everything. Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine. To my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. The reading of the will, one of our great Odd Dark Comedy segments. Happy anniversary to uh, Devorah and Yassi Leitner. Devorah and Yassi Leitner celebrating an anniversary. I know they're big fans of our Odd Dark Comedy segment, so... A very big, um... A very big mazal tov to them from all of us here at JM in the AM. Um, Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, Today's Wednesday. You know what that means? We've got a um, Wednesday live lunch coming up with Yossi Zweig starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. If you missed my interview with our official shachter about his latest book, that's coming up during JM Rewind at 9 a.m. this morning, right after JM in the AM, you'll hear that conversation. The um, this adar musical selection. Oh, hang on, I got to get to this list for a second. There we go. This adar musical selection, uh, sent to us by a dear friend. And attributed to the one and only legendary Captain David Nolman. Let's celebrate Adar with Captain David, the great David Nolman, uh, to whom we send the best regards. One of the nicest guys you've ever met, uh, that we've ever met in our lives, frankly, uh, and a great musician. Anyway, uh, the latest offering that we were sent uh, in honor of the month of Adar and this Rosh Chodesh Adar here at JM in the AM.
12: the beat.
0: Can hear you slow.
14: It's really a very nice luncheon, isn't it, Mrs. Feldman? Very nice, very nice. (gasps) Why? Do you see who's sitting over there? Where? Over there. It's Helen. Tell me, dear. Do you believe that terrible, ugly story about her? Certainly. (laughs) What's the ugly story? (laughs) I don't know. I thought you knew. I don't know, I thought you knew. But believe me, it's true. <laughs> Mrs. Feldman, you look wonderful. That's a beautiful tan. Were you away? Yeah, we went to Aruba. Aruba? Where's that? I don't know, we flew. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Say, I have good news, darling. Sydney and I are going to Europe. Europe? Big deal. I was born there. <laughs> Listen, I hear your husband had some problems with his business. Uh, I hear that a crooked partner stole him blind. That your husband had to fire the account, raise some fresh money. Mm, it's true. On top of that, I heard uh, he had a terrible season, a flood, a fire. The employees went on striking him. Mm,
9: it's true.
14: Yeah, but I understand he got a new partner with a lot of money. He settled a strike and he collected the fire insurance. Uh business is wonderful and terrific, huh? Then you heard about it, Mrs. Feldman. Yeah. But this is the first time I'm hearing all the details. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: how great is that, huh? <laughs> Vaviosim done by uh Lenny Solomon. Here at JM and the AM, and before that. Um uh, the David Nolman Adar selection from Captain David himself here at JM and the AM. Uh, JM Rewind is coming up starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, including my conversation with our official Schachter and including my conversation with Jeremy Stamen. Two great conversations are included in that uh, hour of JM Rewind that's coming up. Uh, Wednesday live lunch conducted by Yossi Wag that starts at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in. Uh, check out the brand new Koren Tanakh graphic novel Esther Written by Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Yael Nathan It's an unbelievable Unbelievable work For Purim For kids and adults Yeah, I don't just think it's for kids It's for adults as well uh, So check that out and enjoy It's a Rosh Chodesh morning All the traditional editions for Rosh Chodesh Keep that in mind and we are back at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time, right here at JMNAM. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Our listeners' listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web at nalchomsigel.com. On the Nalchomsigel Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday at At Gooden Chodesh, everybody. If you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami. He'll take care of you. AF at nalchomsigel.com. Again, that's AF at Have a fabulous Wednesday. Until tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.